and welcome to The Peace of Persistence. I'm your host, Abigail Wright, and today I have the privilege of introducing you to an incredible woman, my friend Annie Small. I've known Annie for a few years now, and I've always known her to be a happy yet formidable force. I actually even got to see her test for her black belt successfully last spring at the Aikido Schools of New Jersey, where she's been training for the last 10 years. And she's also quite a formidable force off the mat as well. She has 27 years of experience in the financial industry, and she's currently working as a business development director and relationship manager for a world-renowned investment firm. As a wealth manager, she specializes in understanding the financial landscape of each client in order to assess and address their needs. She believes really strongly that trust, respect, knowledge, integrity, and hard work all form the basis of a successful long-term relationship. And she and her husband, Danny, love to travel, and they also donate their time together teaching younger students at the dojo. It's just another example of her ability to sustain and build great relationships. Annie, thank you so much for asking me to come and speak with you today on The Piece of Persistence. Well, thank you very much, Abby, for being here, and it is an honor to be a part of this project. Oh, thank you. So I'm really curious, Annie, what drew you to the financial industry? It's actually very interesting. Um, I started out as a bank teller. I was always intrigued with numbers. I was always, I was very good at math. And taking, you know, courses in school and going to college for that, it just drew me to it. Um, initially, it was learning the mechanics behind finance. But then as I started growing within the position, it was more about really the relationships and the people that I was talking to on a day-to-day -day basis. So I typed up a resume that my husband, Danny, at the time was working on Wall Street and said there's a firm that's around, you know, just drop off a resume, and I did. Didn't hear from them for six months, but evidently uh, what I wrote impressed them, and they called me six months later, and I started working as a sales assistant at a little brokerage firm in Union, New Jersey. And from there, uh, I was very lucky that I had, I was working with two brokers, but one was very critical in my early learning where he took the patience to explain everything to me. Plus, I also had my home tutorial because my husband was in the business. That's useful. So I, it was just wonderful. And the more I did it day to day, the more I loved it. That's great. How has your passion for it changed over the years with all the changes in the industry? What I have found that really grew my passion is the relationship part of it. Mm -hmm. So instead of just waiting to call a client when they had money coming due and what they were looking to do to reinvest it, if I knew that they had sold a business or they had sold their home and they were on their way to their new vacation home, just making the random phone call just to cultivate the relationship. I also did a series of exercises where I would just call the client and I'd ask them three questions. Why do you like doing business with me? The second and it was I was it was actually a really amazing exercise because hearing clients talk about why they do business with you, 90% of the content really had to do with, well, I like your your mutual funds or I like, you know, the bond choices. It was really about the relationship part of it. Wow. Um, taking that further, asking them, well, what more can I do to make this relationship better? And 
the majority of the time people said, oh, it's fine the way it was. But then there were some, there was really great, you know, constructive criticism where, you know, you start to pick up on little things that you're not aware that you're doing. For example, you know, really becoming more of an emphatic listener when a client is telling you something, not thinking, not assuming what, not assuming what they're saying, but just listen to them. Yeah. So that's how my passion really grew. That's incredible. I assume that your industry is one in which you keep learning all the time. Is is that helpful to keep you excited about the work that you do? Definitely. I've been working with a coach for the past 10 years. So that has really opened up a lot of doors as far as how to make the client experience better. And I've also put together a team over the past five years. So it's also about learning how to build a team and the coach is constantly keeping my skill set new, exciting. I work on it a lot. So talk to me about your coach. What's that like? My coach's name is Lauren Doyle. She is the co-founder of Getting Results Coaching and I've been working with her for the past 10 years. Wow. To me it was like the next part of self-improvement. Go to college, uh, go to therapy, uh, hmm. and then the coach was what I needed because I was at a point in my career where I was feeling a little stagnant. I was flatlining. I didn't know where to go. And a friend of mine, as well as my husband, was working with her husband, and I thought this would be the best course for me. And what's great about working with a coach is they make you, you know, they work with you on setting goals, which I really hadn't done up until this point, uh, finding vision within what you're doing, um, and it was through every aspect, not just in the business part of it, but she had to do personal goals, which I had never really done before. Um, and I really feel that that's been, and I have a call every week, so it's always, it's something I look forward to. She makes me accountable, she gives me deadlines, and she you know makes me accountable, and I really have nothing but the best thing to say about that. That's wonderful. So back to the financial industry, Tell me about um, how the recessions have affected you personally and, and have they affected your work with your clients? The turmoil within the markets has definitely caused some you know, strain on certain client relationships. But what I have found is as long as you're making the phone calls and you're not putting your head in the sand, and even if you have to give clients bad news, the fact that you're just consistently reaching out to them and talking to them, they're, they're willing to take that as opposed to being ignored. The primary reason why a client will leave you is not because of poor performance. Mm. It's if they feel you, they're being neglected. Wow. During these times of you know market turmoil, more than ever is when you have to be reaching out to your clients. Um, so the calls are a little bit longer. Um, you really can't rush them off the phone, but there's always a way of... What I try to do is before I get on that call, you take a moment to pause and, you know, kind of figure out where you need to go with the call and then move forward from there. Do you find that you're able to bounce back quickly from adversity? It depends. Uh, there, have been, there have been times when I've had to, when I've been on calls and they've been rough calls and sometimes I bounce back quickly and sometimes I don't because I take my role very seriously and I put myself in their spot so when you're giving news that is really not happy news 
and it, clients get they get aggravated and they're they're you know they're upset. There are times when I don't bounce back as quickly. I'm still working on it. That's another thing that I work on uh, with my coach. So it's it's definitely something. And the more you do it, the more it's almost like anything. It's like a, it's anything that you have to practice on. Do you often challenge yourself to do things outside of your comfort zone? More so now than I had been. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with getting a little bit older, learning to take more risks. Um, but in it's it's something that I always have to work on. I'm not one to jump right away. I have to kind of prep myself, um, like with this interview. Sure. So you and Danny have lived in this part of New Jersey for your entire lives. Have you ever wanted to live anywhere else? If we had our choice, we've been out to San Diego. Um, we have a very dear friend of ours who moved out there, and we just fell in love with it. It's just a beautiful city. Um, it, being on the water, just the climate, it was absolutely amazing, and we really talked about it heavily. Um, but we have lots of nieces and nephews and family here, but definitely San Diego. Nice. You travel a lot. Were both of you just sort of like that, or did you make a conscious effort to make a habit out of traveling? Danny did travel a lot. As a child, he spent summers in Vermont. I led a very sheltered life. I grew up in a very strict Italian house, so we really didn't go out on vacations. It wasn't until uh, Danny and I started dating and he showed me a lot of different ways to live life and how how you can just take a littlest trip and just enjoy it that way. <laughs> That's very Aladdin of him. <laughs> it's very Aladdin of him, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was very enlightening, uh, It was, it's, and it still is till this day. That's great. How do you think traveling enhances your life? Being able to travel and seeing how people live in other parts of the world definitely is, uh, for me, only makes me look at life a little bit differently. Um, when you travel to Europe um, and, you know, New Yorkers where we work in this metropolitan area where everything's kind of crazy and rushed and you take a taste of being in Europe or seeing how other cultures live, it, to me, it just it slows down my pace and it adds more color to my life. So it's definitely, it's definitely something I would recommend to anybody because when you get a little taste of how people live in various parts of the world, it's almost like it's, you're, you're creating a, a painting for yourself and each, each place you travel is like a little mosaic tile. So it sounds like Danny really transferred that passion to you. He opened my eyes and my mind to a lot of things, so it's uh, it's been rewarding Sounds and fun. Like a good partnership. Yes. Talk to me about teaching at the dojo. Is it something you always wanted to do, and is it an easy thing for you? Uh, <laughs> um, I've been teaching at the dojo now probably for about two years, um, and each class is a little more, a little challenging for me. Um, I work with Danny uh, when we teach the teenagers, and that's a, that's a completely different way of teaching because the kids you have to kind of keep their interests. You you're able to do a lot more, some different things with the kids than you do with the adults. Uh, I get nervous when I teach an adult class. Um, it's very humbling taking Aikido and doing the moves is one thing, but to actually have to teach it to someone and remembering what it was like when you first came out on the mat, you know, 
your second or third month there. It's it's been very rewarding. It it's definitely helped my practice because when you teach it makes you kind of really slow things down and not take for granted what you already know. So it's definitely been rewarding. Has it made a big difference to you being able to, to give in that way and not expect any monetary reward in return? Definitely. I, uh, I love doing it. Um, it's, it's a part of, I guess, volunteering that I'd always wanted to do and the fact that I'm doing it is something that I really love to do. I've also been able to take a lot of the lessons I learn on the mat and adapt it to my everyday life. Aikido is about, you know, not coming forced, you know, neck and neck with force, but blending with it. So if I have a call where a client is, is they're on fire, well, you can't go at them with that same intensity. You kind of blend with the call and let them talk to it. You know, let them get everything out, redirecting it. So the lessons I've learned on the mat, I take everywhere. That's a great skill. Do you have any habits or traits that you'd attribute to your happiness and success? I have an amazing and wonderful network at home with my husband. Um, the fact that you, I have great friends. Being able to surround yourself with people that you can be open and honest with, I think that is the key for me, it's a, it's a key part of what I find helps me to become successful. I have a great family. Um, I'm blessed with some amazing co-workers. I've been blessed with great mentors from all walks of life. Um, teachers that I would have never expected to find that enrich my life in many ways, as well as, you know, learning from them. So I would say then your skill in cultivating relationships. Yes. That's incredible. Yes. It's, it's funny, One of the uh, when I first started working with Lauren, my coach, uh, she had me take a Myers-Briggs uh, personality test. And right from there, when I got the results back, it was all about relationships. I think, I, was, I think it was everyone's trusted best friend. So, so I'm great on a team. I'm the biggest cheerleader. Um, so it's definitely something that's my forte. That's great. Do you have any advice for us? The only advice I have is just to really, you know, it may sound cliche, but really enjoy every minute that you have on this, this planet. It's just amazing. Surround yourself with positive people. Um, don't hold any kind of negative feelings. And it sounds, it works for me. That's the only great advice I have. It's great advice. Well, thank you so much for inviting me, and I can't even tell you, like, even as your friend, I just feel like I'm gaining so much by being able to hear you and hear your wisdom and all these in-depth things that you've had to say today. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, Abby, thank you so much for telling me about the project, um, asking me to be a part of it, which I was very, very excited about. Uh, a little nervous, <laughs> but very exciting, and um, I wish you all the best because I think it's a fantastic project. Thank you. And thank you for watching The Piece of Persistence. Did you know that every share, every review, and every comment goes a really long way in helping us share The Piece of Persistence? So please give us your love via your reviews and ratings, and share us with a friend if you liked today's episode. If you want to hear more, you can always download our extended audio versions of each episode on our iTunes podcast or your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in and following us on Facebook to find more ways to balance the happiness and success in your life. But have we forgotten what really makes us 
sing and dance at night. It's the other people around and our dreams that lives us up.